Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 82 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes and I am very happy to say uh, that we are finally mostly moved into our new house, uh, but I, I now have my podcast equipment set up and I, I feel like I can finally get back into my uh, my regular episode routine. So I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> As I'm talking right now, the acoustics in this room are a little bit uh, different than I'm used to. So I may have to, uh, may have to figure that out, work it out a little bit, but this is my, the first time I'm recording from, uh, my new spot. So, uh, I, I will see what I can do about that. I don't know what it's going to sound like, uh, when I actually play it back. So I'll have to, uh, see if it sounds any different, but it, it, it is just echoing in this room a little bit, which is uh, a little bit weird for me. But anyway, uh, you don't really care about any of that. Um, but once again, I just want to say thanks for uh, sticking with me through these last couple months. I really do appreciate it. Uh, it's it's been really stressful, really hectic, but things are uh, finally starting to settle down a little bit. So uh, I'm really excited about about that and to just be a little bit more settled than uh, than we have been uh, for a little while now. So. Uh, and on top of the craziness that's going uh, been going on in our lives, we still haven't received any news from Disney Cruise Line about a return to cruising. Uh, but there have been some new developments over the last couple weeks. I'm sure you've all seen the news that Disney Cruise Line has now canceled all cruises departing through February 2021. Um, and in fact, the announcement about the February cancellations broke literally right as I was preparing for this episode. Uh, I just happened to uh, go online to look something up and I saw right there that uh, the, uh, the, the cancellations for February um, had happened. So uh, I, I kind of like breaking this news in real time, except for, uh, it happened a, a few days ago. So by the time you're hearing this episode, but, um, but anyway, in the, the last two cancellation announcements, they, they've mentioned that they were canceling as they quote, continue to refine their protocols for an eventual return to service. So I thought the use of those specific words uh, were pretty interesting, that they're just refining their protocols right now. So I'm probably reading way too much into this, but to me that makes it seem like they have everything in place. They're just doing some fine tuning right now, which hopefully means that, uh, that they're close to a return. Um, I 
for one, didn't think that they would cancel February. I thought February might be the time when they would restart. Hopefully that's March now. Um, but there are two things that sort of make me think that they may not be as close as, as I hope. The first is that the CDC requirements for a return to cruising is that the, the cruise lines, all of them, um, have to do these uh, test cruises to demonstrate the effectiveness of their of their new protocols. Some of the other major cruise lines have made some announcement about these test cruises and have even asked for uh, for volunteers. We haven't heard anything from Disney Cruise Line about these test cruises, so that doesn't completely surprise me um, because they 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 may not be opening them up to the public. So maybe we don't read too much into that. Uh, I'm sure they have enough cast members who would be willing to do the test cruises that. Uh, that that would satisfy the CDC requirement. So no news there doesn't necessarily mean that they're behind. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, The other thing that makes me question how close we are is the number of cast members that I follow on social media who haven't given any indication that that we'll be resuming anytime soon. Um, Aside from those who are officers and are part of the the nautical operations teams. Um, I never thought that anyone that I follow would basically explicitly come out and, and give their plans because I'm, I'm sure Disney is definitely not going to allow that. But I thought I might get some subtle hints about what might be going on. Uh, I've been watching out for it, uh, trying to keep a close eye on it, but nothing has really jumped out to me um, at this point yet. But Alas, my sleuthing will continue, and uh, maybe I'll see signs of uh, from uh, from those cast members that I follow sometime soon. Um, who knows? Last week, Disney Cruise Line also announced that it was further extending its temporary final extension and cancellation policy to allow its guests uh, to continue to book with confidence. That policy is still the same as it has been the last couple months, but it's um, it's now extended for sailings through June 30th, 2021. Um, and just to recap real quick, that temporary policy allows guests to hold off on making their final payment until 60 days prior to embarkation, regardless of the length of your cruise, and also allows you to wait that long uh, to make a decision about canceling and still receiving a full refund. So uh, just, again, uh, Disney, that's Disney Cruise Line's way of, uh, of giving more flexibility to, um, to the cruise passengers. There has been some good news recently, though, and you've probably seen it. The Disney Fantasy and the Disney Wonder have returned to Port Canaveral, uh, and the Disney Dream is on her way. So that is really great news. It's so great to see the ships back in the U.S. You can watch the ships in port over on the PTZ TV Port Canaveral webcam. Um, I typically will, when I'm working, I'll open that up if there's a ship in port and I'll just um, leave it open and, and check in on, on the ships throughout the day. Um, but, uh, you know, it's there's there's been a ton of pictures posted on social media by people who have seen the ships in port and watched them return. So it's been fun to watch. If nothing else, this seems like a pretty good sign that the things will start happening relatively soon. Um, and we've seen quite a few updates on the construction of the Disney Wish. Uh, so in addition to the ships coming back, we're also seeing some news on the Disney Wish, which has been really exciting. Scott over at the Disney Cruise Line blog has been following 
all that pretty closely and has posted several videos on his site. Um, there's one that he posted that I thought was really cool because it has a video of some of the actual blocks of the Disney Wish inside one of the shipyard halls. It's basically a view of the side of the ship with the with the portholes. Um, so it's got that dark... Uh, it looks black, but uh, we know it's not actually black. But it's it's got it's basically the black part of the ship um, with the portholes, uh, which is which is pretty cool. You should uh, you should definitely check that out. I, I like seeing those those videos of um, the different pieces that are floating around <laughs> out there uh, of the Disney Wish waiting to be uh, uh, constructed. So uh, some really good news going on there. And one last pretty major bit of news that came out last week, Joe Rohde announced uh, his retirement from Walt Disney Imagineering on his Instagram account. So that came as a bit of a surprise for me. Joe was, of course, leading the Lighthouse Point project for Disney Cruise Line. So it'll definitely be interesting to see who takes that over uh, and what that person's vision for the the new destination will be. Um Many of Disney's most successful attractions and ventures have been attributed to Joe, so he will definitely be missed, that's for sure. So moving on to today's episode, I am going to look back at one of our cruises that my wife and I took before we had kids. One of the things that I have really loved about doing this podcast is the recording of all our trips that we've taken since I started doing it. Not only does this show act somewhat like an audio blog, but it's it's also been sort of like a personal travel journal for myself and for my family. It's really fun to listen back to the, our trip recap episodes while also looking at the pictures from our trip and just just to think about the fun times that we had. I've I've actually found myself doing this a couple times over the the past several months during um, during these weird times because we haven't been able to go anywhere. We haven't done a, a Disney trip at all this year since our our cruise back in February. Um, so it's been fun to listen back to those episodes. I wish I had been better about writing down some of the details of our trips before I started this podcast because. You can remember things from pictures, but it's it's the little details that you that you forget about um, over time. So for today's episode, we are going to take a little trip down memory lane and do a retrospective trip recap of our seven night Eastern Caribbean cruise on the Disney Fantasy back in August of 2013 uh, that my wife and I took to celebrate our two year anniversary. This was the first Disney cruise that my wife and I had taken just the two of us, even though technically she was pregnant with our son. So, I mean, it, it was just the two of us, but, uh, <laughs> but there was a little one in, uh, uh, on, on his way. Uh, the year before we, the year before this cruise, we had gone to Alaska with my parents. So we were really excited to get to experience this together by ourselves. This was um, only my wife's second Disney cruise at the time, so she hadn't fully succumbed to the addiction just yet. And it may have been after this cruise, or maybe even during, um, that she became fully hooked. And so she's uh, she's fully on board at this point. After Alaska, though, Alyssa wanted to do a more traditional cruise that visited someplace warm. Um, she she's very into the warm weather. She loved Alaska, uh, but it just Alaska's 
more of a non-traditional cruise. It was cold, rainy. Um, she wanted to do the the beach and the pool and the uh, um, and the uh, the lounging type uh, type experience. Um, and that, just that tropical vacation, uh, and and we really liked the idea of the Eastern Caribbean because we had heard great things about St. Thomas and St. Martin. Uh, we flew in the morning of for this cruise, which always makes me nervous, um, but everything went smoothly, and we made it out to Port Canaveral via the Disney Cruise ground transfers and boarded the ship a little bit before one. And that was another thing about arriving on the day of. Depending on when your flights arrived, you could end up getting out to the ship pretty late. So uh, even though I had been on several cruises before, this was my first time sailing on the Fantasy. So once we boarded, we, we sort of took our time looking around before we headed up to Cabanas for the um, the pre-embarkation buffet, which has become a, a, a tradition for uh, for our family. Uh while we were just walking around the lobby, we bumped into Belle, so naturally Liz had to uh, stop and take uh, take a picture with her. And <laughs> then we headed up to Cabanas, and, and as I was putting this together, just thinking about our, our pre-embarkation meals in Cabanas, it was making me really sad to think about what that experience might be like in the near future, because I'm, I'm not sure... We're going to be able to have the same buffet experience, at least uh, in the near term, that uh, that we've that we've become used to in the past. So it's kind of sad to, to think about the way things uh, might change. But anyway, hopefully they figure out a way to to make it just as special as as it's always been. But anyway, right after we finished eating, we headed to our stateroom, which was on the complete opposite end of the ship. We stayed in a cabin at the very front of the ship that had a porthole that actually looked out the front um, instead of the side. So it was literally at the very front. And (laughs) when I say it was a long walk to get there, it was a long walk to get there. Every time we went back to the stateroom, especially if we were somewhere uh, in the aft of the ship, we uh, we made a comment to each other about how far um, how far the walk was. and it, our stateroom was definitely larger than your standard outside cabin. Um, we both walked in and, and were really impressed by by the size of the room. I can't remember which stateroom category it was. I'm I'm sure I could have gone back and, and looked it up, but uh, but I didn't for this episode. But um, it was a it was a large stateroom, which we thought was pretty cool. When we opened the door, there was a, a bottle of chilled champagne and a, a f- plate of fresh fruit and chocolate-covered strawberries right there on the table waiting for us, which to this day, we're still not sure who gave those to us. So uh, if you're listening to this show and you uh, you provided those to us, we thank you. We uh, it, it's, a, it's a mystery. We assume it's probably one of our, our family members, but uh, but we don't know. But either way, it was a, a nice surprise and a, a great way to, to kick off the trip. After we settled into our room, we spent some more time wandering around and just kind of getting ourselves acclimated before heading off to the mustard drill. Um, It's hard. If you're... Uh, a new cruiser on one of these large ships, it's, it's hard to get your bearings. Some, it can, uh, sometimes it's, they're really large, especially, um, when you're, you know, not, not really used to navigating yourself around the ship. Um, after the mustard drill, we attended the sailing away party, which was called just that the sailing away party. (laughs) I had to go back and uh, check the navigator from our trip to see what it was. And 
as we typically do, we we stayed for the characters. Uh, so once they come out, we'll we'll typically leave and then wander off to the uh, toward the front of the ship just to watch us sail out of the port and wave to all the people out on the pier. That's um, another one of our our sail away traditions that we really like to do. And it's always a bonus when you get to see some dolphins uh, escorting the ship out of the uh, out of the port. So we got to do that. That was pretty fun. And uh, then we finally headed back to our stateroom to get ready for our first dinner in Animator's Palette. My wife and I are pretty social people, I would say. So we're, we're generally pretty comfortable making conversation with people that we don't know. But we were both, if I'm honest, we were both pretty nervous about meeting our table mates. We weren't sure really how Disney Cruise Line was going to match us up, and and and, um, and you know we would be spending the next seven evenings with uh, with these people, um, so we weren't quite sure what to expect. But as it turns out, Disney Cruise Line did a really awesome job matching us up. We were seated with a another young couple, Josh and Elisa, who were on their honeymoon. Um, and another person, Rachel, who was visiting one of her stage performer friends, we, we ended up getting to know all of them really well and even hung out a few times outside of our nightly dinners. And to this day, we've, we've, we've never had a bad experience with the families that we've been paired up with in the main dining restaurants. And we've, we've been paired up with a lot. I think Disney Cruise Line really does a great job at matching up families who have a a similar makeup. Um, and, and it, it's just always worked out really well for us. It, to me, it's fun to get to know other families and know their stories uh, during the the two hours or so that you get to spend together each night. I can see how it might not be for everyone, but we've always enjoyed it, and we've never requested a table to ourselves. Um, we've gotten that a few times, but it's it's always been um, just by chance. The next day, so uh, our first our first day really of the cruise um, was a day at sea, and we, my wife and I, have always enjoyed the sit down buffet for breakfast in the Enchanted Garden when we don't have anything to rush off to. Um, there's always been a sit down option in the the lobby restaurant that has servers and a menu, but there are times when the buffet is offered in one of the other main dining restaurants during days at sea. I actually don't know if they're still doing this, but um, when they were doing it, it's something that my wife always, my wife and I always took advantage of on um, on our cruises, and we did it on each of our three days at sea on this cruise. But um, on our first day at sea, we had scheduled an early art of the theme show tour, and this, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a this is an adults only experience. Um, but if you've never done it, it's, it's something I would highly, highly recommend. They, they take you around the ship and just kind of point out little details that you might not have otherwise noticed and, and give you some inside scoop on why things are placed the way that they are. Um, and some of the thoughts behind certain designs, it's, it's really a cool tour and, and certainly worth doing. And the best part is that it's free. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. So it's, I, I highly recommend doing these, uh, these tours if, if you happen to notice that they're offered. And I'm pretty sure they, they fill up pretty quickly. So if, if it's something that you think you want to do, um, I would encourage you to visit guest services uh, soon after you board the ship and just ask about the, um, the different times and, and, and see if you can uh, sign up for one. The thing that we found the most interesting on this tour was in Remy. Um, they showed us this wine case that had these bo- these two bottles. Uh, excuse me, I forget how many it was. I think it was six or seven bottles that were created personally by the owner of Pixar. 
And then in another case, they had these two other bottles that are referenced in the movie Ratatouille. And each of them cost $15,000. So each bottle was $15,000. I just, that blew my mind. I We couldn't believe it. Um, but I also thought that it was cool to see the bottles for ourselves that were referenced in the movie. So I always think it's cool when they, they, they make references to real life things in these animated movies. So it was cool to see those bottles of wine. Uh, we spent the two back-to-back sea days, our first two days, uh, just exploring the ship and, and enjoying it. I mean, it's like I said, we hadn't we hadn't experienced it before, so we just really were excited to have those days at sea to to get to know it. Um, we spent a lot of time in the adults-only section of the pool deck. I really enjoyed the Satellite Falls fountain on the Dream and the Fantasy, but the <laughs> the water is a little too cold for Liz, so. She'll she'll get in, but she won't stay very long. Uh, she'll just sit on the the chairs by the pool, or excuse me, by uh, around the deck while I uh, while while I enjoy the satellite falls. Um, but we also took some rides on the aqueduct. We met some characters, played some trivia, caught some newly released animated movies. I think it was Planes and Monsters University were the ones that uh, that that were offered on this cruise. Um, and we even played some mini golf and of course ate lots and lots of soft serve ice cream. The thing I remember the most about it was just how relaxed, uh, it felt and how fun it was to not, um, really have an agenda and to just jump between activities and and, and laying out in the sun. And then to round out our second day at sea, we watched Wreck-It Ralph on Funnel Vision Under the Stars, which is, um, I've said it before, it was one of my, my favorite things to do uh, on these cruises and, and was the first time that I had seen that movie. So it was uh, cool to, to experience that movie uh, in, that, in that setting. The next morning we woke up as we were arriving into St. Martin, and this was a first time visit for both of us. So we were really excited to visit, uh, this Island. We didn't originally have anything planned. So we woke up early, grabbed some breakfast and and got off the ship soon after it was cleared. We took the short ferry ride from right outside the pier where the ship was docked and, and walked around, just spent some time walking around the local shops there. We wanted to find a beach to sit on, but we very quickly found out that you can't really do that anywhere unless you pay someone for beach chairs and umbrellas. And we weren't ready to commit to that just yet. So we decided to head back to the ship uh, and see if there were any port adventures heading out in the afternoon that we might be interested in. Um, so we visited the port adventures desk and found one that we thought looked interesting. It was a trip over to the French side of the island to spend the afternoon on Orient Beach. Um, which we had heard was one of the the better beaches on the island um, when we were doing research for the trip. And I remember the bus ride over there being kind of fun as we went on uh, these winding roads through the hills and, and our, our bus driver was he was really great. He was a, a local um, and acted both as bus driver and tour guide. So he he was really great. He gave us a, a lot of information about the island. Um, including some really interesting facts about why there's a Dutch side and a French side. So a really interesting experience. And unfortunately, the bus ride was probably the highlight of, the, of this port adventure. We were excited because the excursion came with beach chairs and umbrella and a snack. But as soon as we arrived, we knew this wasn't going to be a highlight uh, of our trip. Um, the area 
reserved for our group was jammed in with hundreds of other beach chairs and beachgoers. It was so crowded and there was barely any sunshine on the chairs because there were so many umbrellas in such a small place. Um, And on top of that, we were just constantly harassed by local vendors trying to to sell us their products. It was um, it was nuts. And the water, though, was really pretty, but unfortunately, we we did not enjoy this experience, and it's uh, it sort of tainted our thoughts about St. Martin still to this day. I, I wouldn't recommend that port adventure to anyone, and uh, f- I don't know. I, I feel like for this reason, we, we don't love the island of St. Martin. We've been there a couple times, and um, it's just not one of our, our favorite, our favorite destinations. I, people love it. So don't, uh, you know, don't take my word for it. Definitely give it a chance. But, um, this, I, I, I'm pretty sure this port, particular port adventure was what, um, made us, uh, uh, not like it very much. We arrived back on board in time to clean up for dinner, which was pirate night in animator's palette. It was also our anniversary night, so our servers brought us some pins and an anniversary cake, and so we got to celebrate a little bit with our um, our table mates. And that night, we were also joined by our new friend Rachel's stage performer friend. Um, it was so cool getting to know her and talking about her experiences performing on stage. Uh, it, it, it literally felt like we were in the presence of a celebrity, and it was, it was fun watching her on stage the rest of the trip now that we had actually met her. Um, her name was Cheris, and she was actually one of my first interviews on this show, which I believe was way back in episode five. Um, and if you go back that far and listen, just don't poke around too much while you're back there. Let's just, let's just say my show has come a long way in terms of production value since then. So, um, if you happen to go listen back there, uh, just make sure you come back and listen to the new episodes after that. (laughs) Because, uh, it's, it's interesting to go back and listen to those early episodes. But anyway, um, our next stop, uh, on this trip was St. Thomas and, and this was the day we were most looking forward to. Um, sure, we were. We always love visiting Castaway Key, but St. Thomas was the stop that uh, most of our planning had evolved around. Based on all the research we had done, we had seen many people suggest heading over to St. John and spending the day there, so, so that's what we decided we wanted to do. Um, we spent quite a bit of time browsing the, the different Disney Cruise port adventures, uh, because we really wanted it to be kind of the perfect day. We, we, we went through a lot of different ones and it was really, there was a lot of pressure to, to pick the right one. Um, and we ultimately decided on the champagne catamaran and snorkel adventure, which is, um, a port adventure that Disney Cruise Line still offers. And it turns out that we made a great choice because we really loved this port adventure and I, and I would definitely recommend it, um, to other people. It started with an open-air taxi ride um, from the port in St. Thomas over to the other side of the island where we boarded our catamaran. And there were probably 10 to 12 other cruise passengers and three or four catamaran crew members, so it wasn't um, overly crowded. And so we boarded the catamaran, set sail for St. John on a very leisurely hour-long ride and the weather that day was just perfect. There was not a cloud in the sky, which made the water just this incredible shade of blue. And it was so fun to just relax and listen to the ocean as it occasionally spray- sprayed our faces. Uh, and it was, I don't know, it was just a really fun experience. Neither of us had been on a catamaran ride like this before. So uh, we, we just really enjoyed that part of it. 
And so a short while later, we arrived at the very secluded and very beautiful Honeymoon Beach. And for quite a while, we were the only visitors there. So we got to explore the Snorkel Lagoon and hang out on the beach almost by ourselves. And the highlight of this day for me was being able to snorkel with a sea turtle. Um, that was something that I really wanted to do. It was it was something that I had on my list. And one of the reasons actually why we picked this particular port adventure because we said we might get that because it said we might get that opportunity. Um, and I was really happy that we did. And it was funny. He seemed very friendly and didn't seem to mind sharing the water with me. So I'm sure he was very used to uh, other people swimming around with him. But it was also on this trip that I learned that I needed to invest in a GoPro. Um, I knew we were going to be doing some snorkeling and that I, I might have a chance to swim with sea turtles. So I wanted to be able to capture those moments. So I bought this cheap digital disposable underwater camera to take with me and I took tons of pictures with it but to nobody's surprise when I got back there was nothing on it I was so disappointed um but I I should have known better than to to trust that thing so anyway all the pictures that I was excited to take and did take actually are, are some are not something that I'm able to look back on now unfortunately um but despite that mishap, we had a really fun day at Honeymoon Beach. And I should also mention that Liz would be really upset if I didn't mention that she overcame her fear of swimming with fish and joined me for a, a few minutes of snorkeling. She's not a huge fan of swimming in the ocean, um, but she did it for me. So um, I was very proud of her, and uh, I was happy that she was willing to, to join me for at least a few minutes doing that. The ride back to St. Thomas was much faster than the ride was over there. We got to uh, uh, enjoy some champagne and some light snacks. By that point, we were exhausted anyway since we had been out in the sun all day. Uh, so we were really excited to get back to the ship. It was still relatively early when we got back, so we, we had um, some time to explore the ship a little more. We spent some time again in the adults-only area on the pool deck and ran into Minnie walking around in her sundress. So it's always it's always fun to, to see the characters just walking around instead of, you know, in their um, in their assigned positions because it, it just feels much more natural. And it's always fun when, the, when they're willing to take pictures with you. And later that afternoon, we put on our detective hats and participated in the midship detective agency of the for the first time ever. We hadn't ever done it before. Um, and we actually did that with our, our friends from dinner. And needless to say, we still solved the crime, even though it was our, our first crack at, at the case. So uh, our our detective skills were, were definitely right on point. And we ended that evening in the tube watching a magic show performed by Kyle and Misty Knight. I don't love magic acts, uh, but I'll I'll make an exception for Kyle and Misty. They are really great performers, and I've I've always enjoyed their shows. So if they're ever performing on one of your cruises, I, I definitely recommend attending. Don't skip out on those. And then, of course, our final day on this seven night cruise was at Castaway Key. Um, on one hand, I, I like that these cruises save the best for last, but on the other, I, I really don't like having the very last day of a cruise be at Castawiki. I would much prefer a day at Castawiki followed by a day at sea to end the cruise. I'm not a fan of having this 
amazing day at Castaway Key and then having to to get back on the ship and, and scramble to get everything packed for debarkation the next day. It just it feels like you you're you're on this high and then you get on, back on the ship and it's you have this really depressing time because you have to pack up your stuff in time um, to get off the ship the next day. So it's just it's just this weird dynamic that I that I don't love. Um, but of course I don't, uh, I don't make the decisions about this, uh, about the schedule. So I'll just have to live with it the way it is, but I'd really love it if they could figure out a way to make that happen. Uh, not have Castaway Key on the last day of these cruises. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way either. Anyway, this day at Castaway Key was one like I had never experienced on the island before. I had always visited Castaway Key with my family prior to this cruise, and we'd always stayed on the family beach and spent the day snorkeling and, and usually mixed in some some sort of port adventure. So we'd do the beach in the morning and then some kind of port adventure in the afternoon. This time, though, we met up with our friends from dinner and planned to spend the day over at Serenity Bay. Um, but of course, before we made it over there, as has become a tradition for my wife and I and for our family, we, we, we stopped to browse the merchandise shops uh, on the way over before ultimately making before ultimately making it over to Serenity Bay. Um, I love those merchandise shops. I spend way too much time uh, browsing those shops and, and uh, usually end up uh, bringing something back to the ship with me. I wasn't really sure what to do with myself because I had never spent um, a a really significant amount of time over on Serenity Bay, and I'm I'm typically just I'm I'm not typically just a lay on the beach kind of person. I much prefer doing something active, but this is what Alyssa wanted to do. So, um, and since it would be a relatively new experience for me, I was happy to to spend the day doing nothing and just relaxing. Um, and it was a really fun day. The uh, we had a lot of fun just hanging out on the beach, um, sitting in our chairs in the water, and and just relaxing. Uh, but later in the afternoon, the clouds started to roll in, so we we actually headed back to the ship a little bit early. Uh, but of course, on the way back, we were sure to uh, to stop at some of our favorite spots to snap a few pictures. <laughs> I definitely have way too many of almost the same pictures from Castaway Key because we take the same ones every time we go. I, I just can't help it. I love those uh, particular spots that we and that we have on Castaway Key to take our pictures with the ship in the background, the palm trees, the 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 beach. It's just I I love the pictures and I I'll take as many of those as I can despite <laughs> my wife's uh, insistence that we we already have enough of those types of pictures our final dinner for this cruise was back in animators palette and i was really excited because it was going to be um the drawn to animation experience and since it was, this was the first our first time on the fantasy uh we had never done this uh particular dinner before but i had heard a lot of great things about it i was really curious to see how it worked and it, it definitely definitely did not disappoint even though my animation skills uh, definitely did disappoint. I am certainly not an artist. I never pretend to be. And uh, <laughs> my, I, it was a little disappointing to see some, some people's really amazing uh, characters up on the wall. And mine was just not up to the, the same standards that everyone else's was. Uh, but it was still really fun to, to see it come alive and, and to have that experience. Um so even though it was a lot of fun, it was also a really sad night because it'd be our last one with our new friends. We uh, we of course made sure to take some pictures with them and with our our uh, our, our wait staff, which we we typically do at the end of our cruises, and just 
Um, kind of enjoyed the rest of the evening. I, I, I don't remember what our stage show was on that last night. Um, it was probably uh, the See It Real Soon show or something like that, which we, we typically don't um, do not go to. Uh, I, I actually don't remember what we did on the last night of the cruise, but uh, we probably were, were just spent, uh, spent time back in our room trying to get the, the last of our stuff packed up and scrambling to get our suitcases out the door. So uh, we, we like to take advantage when we can, if we don't have an early flight, we like to take advantage of uh, our, our luggages being uh, taken out of the room for us. So if we're not doing the uh, the the express walk off, we'll we'll have them uh, take our luggage down and just pick it up uh, in the in the baggage claim area once we get back in the terminal. So that was it for our uh, seven night uh, Eastern Caribbean cruise back in August of 2013. Thanks for uh, indulging me and allowing me to 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 take you back on this. Uh, on this on this experience with us, a little trip down memory lane. I like I said, I I've been really sad about not hearing about people's trips, um, not being able to see pictures of people on their cruises. Um, it's just I I wanted to talk about Disney cruising, and I figured we start with um, with one of my cruises. It's all it's almost been a year since anybody has been on a a, a, a Disney cruise, so um, it's really sad to uh, to to not be able to to. to watch other people's experiences so hopefully that'll all end very soon um but anyway i i hope you're all doing well i hope you all had a really great uh thanksgiving holiday and uh are enjoying the start of the or or are in the middle of uh enjoying the the holiday season uh we have our christmas decorations up which always uh makes a very cheerful around the house so i i love i love this time of year it's one of my favorite times of the year despite the weather uh i could do it without the snow and the cold but uh if it it's it's just part of the territory living out here uh in the northeast so once again thank you uh for uh listening to this episode i i hope that you enjoyed it i hope maybe you learned something as well and uh i'll talk to you again next time thanks so much for listening as a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.